Welcome to the Springs in the Desert podcast. We're those friends that you can take with you wherever you are on the path of infertility. Hello, welcome back to the Springs in the Desert podcast. I am Jillian, your host, and I am joined today by Anne. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be back with you, Jillian. Yes, it's such a joy to just sit and chat with you. Today we have a desert reflection for our listeners, which is meant to be, you know, short and um, yeah, typically a little bit lighter. And um, although sometimes we dive a little deeper into topics, but today uh, we're going to talk about kind of resetting. What, what does it mean to reset, especially after the summer months? You know, I, many of our listeners know I live in North Dakota, and so winter is fastly approaching, <laughs> and uh, it's always good for me to kind of get a jump ahead, to kind of yeah. get my heart and mind ready for the winter, so it's not so shocking. <laughs> um, but, you know, something about the sort of the calendars when we're talking about what's coming up, winter, fall, all the seasons, you know, the church has seasons too, and the church has so many beautiful seasons in the liturgical calendar. And a priest once described to me that, you know, when God redeemed mankind on the cross, he also redeemed time, everything. He, he Everything was redeemed with him. And I just thought, oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. And so I think I just want to, yeah, talk about how now that we're ending some of these warm months and warm times together, when we might have more parties or celebrations, just like there are times to celebrate in the church, the church's liturgical calendar. Uh, how can we maybe reset our personal lives, our marriages, and even our prayer life, you know, our, our relationship with God? Because uh, I need that, certainly. <laughs> and, so, and, you know, if I need it, I'm sure someone else uh, might be looking for some pointers, too. Um, so, yeah, and I'm just, if you have any thoughts, please share those. But let's let's maybe talk about how we can reset like our personal lives? How, what is it that we could do to kind of start getting back into a routine? Yeah, this is so good. This is coming at a really good time for me because like, like probably just about everybody I'm coming off of the summer months, right? Where, like you said, summertime and the living's easy, right? Like we're still, I mean, we still have a routine, but maybe we're going to cookouts. We're on vacation. Right. You know, we just, we might just sort of let some things go a little bit, which, which is what summer is all about. And then it can be hard to kind of click back into gear, you know, once that time is over. And so I'm finding that for myself. So this topic is coming at a great time and it caused me to really think about kind of my own life and the ways that I might get sort of overwhelmed and tripped mm. up. So w- when I was reflecting on it, I was thinking how important I think it is to identify and acknowledge the kinds of traps that we might encounter along our way in our in our personal life, in work, and the things we have to do around the house, whatever it might be, and to come up with strategies for kind of clearing those traps. So as I was thinking about myself, I thought about how I can tend to get overwhelmed. In the summer, things were just a little bit slower. With the ministry, things are ramping up. I've got conferences to go to. I have to order materials. There's, right. there's things, <laughs> a lot going on, right? Yeah. So um, one of the, this is like a drumbeat of my husband learn to say no. Mm. Um, and so I think that's, that's hard for me, yes. but I think really valuable, uh, for all of us that we, we have to learn when to say no, like how to discern 
when we can let some something go or say to someone, I'm sorry right now, I just have a lot on my plate and and I can't take that on. And and that it's okay, you know, to do that. Um, but sometimes we can't say no. Like there are just things we have to do. Like we can't generally say to our boss, for example, no, I'm sorry, I don't want to do that, right? Um, so right. <laughs> so I think then like that's a trap we can fall into, right? We get so overwhelmed uh, and then we kind of spin our wheels. Um, for myself, I either kind of get paralyzed, like I, I don't do anything, or I, I just kind of burn the candle at both ends and try to get it all done. So some things that I think can be helpful are like making lists, prioritize, the things that need to be done. Keep your calendar updated. Uh, for the ministry, you are great, Jillian, at keeping our calendar updated. <laughs> Thank and, you. <laughs> and indulging me when I say, oh my gosh, we have that thing tomorrow. And you're like, no, that's not for two weeks. <laughs> so like, oh yeah, if I looked at the calendar, you know, then I would know that. But but those kinds of things like help us help, I think, reduce the anxiety, right? Because mm. it brings mm. some order into mm. what, at least in our minds, if not in reality, is is kind of disorder. And then just like these basic things that I'm terrible at, like organize your desk, you know, clear the space around you, um, you know, clear off your counters, take some time to do that. And finally, I think if it doesn't get done, then we have to learn to let it go. I mean, there are those like urgent life or death things that we have to do, but for the most part, you know, if something doesn't get done, then we can keep it for the next day. Um, but if we're, if we're burning that candle at both ends, we're going to wear ourselves out and we're really going to make the situation worse, not better. That's, there's so much about what you said that I thought I need to write this down somewhere because <laughs> I think, um, yeah, learning to say no <laughs> is a real skill yep. that I think in my head sounds easier to do than it actually is. And it's freeing. It is really freeing. And it also is an open door for someone else. Maybe that, that the Lord really has that task, you know, it really designed for. I like, I like this idea of a trap that we get into because I, as you were saying that I was thinking like, how does the enemy enter into my life? And it's when there's disorder, you know, and that could really be just a disordered desk, you know, a disordered calendar. And not that those things are evil, but just that he can see when we aren't, you know, we're maybe a little bit distracted or, or we're, we just have so much on our plate that we can't focus on those day-to-day -day things and kind of tidying up that if we are able to just focus on the calendar or, you know, my husband and I actually just, I think it was last week, we were kind of struggling to find time together and like, how do we, how do we get some of these tasks done and how do I, you know, because our, our schedules are so different yeah. and, you know, okay, we have this meeting or we wanted to go do this thing, but I haven't even been able to tell you about that thing because we haven't seen each other. And so we synced our calendars so that I can see what he's on it, got on his calendar and he can see what I've got on my calendar. And then we can put in like, Hey, we'd like to go to the grocery store or we need to go to this appointment or this meeting. And that's been really helpful. So I love this idea of 
these traps that the enemy might be able to get into, what are some processes that we can do yeah, to really just tidy up our lives so that we can focus on you know, what's important? Yeah, I love that you just said that you and Jesse sort of sync up your calendars. And so somebody might hear that and be like, oh, so you have to schedule your time together. You know, it sounds like really the least romantic or (laughs) loving kind of thing. You know, and I'm not talking about like scheduling intimacy, but just like, you know, time together, time to do things that, that need to be done. But actually, as you were saying that, I thought, like, wow, what a beautiful way of communicating. And that's one of the things that that I was thinking about in terms of like doing a reset in your marriage too, is like, we need to talk to each other, right? So, you know, maybe in the summertime we were taking some trips or going on vacation or, you know, whatever it might be. And now both of us, you know, I'm back into a routine or trying to, my husband is back into a routine. So one of the things we really need to do is communicate with each other. Right. And like, wow. Like if I would say, Keith, you know, gosh, I'm having a hard time getting back into the routine. And then I can bounce some things off of him and, and he can maybe even alleviate some of that anxiety, right. To say like, well, as he does, you know, maybe you're taking on too much or, you know, maybe look at it this way, or if you, if you approach the the problem or the task in this way. So I think you hit on something really important and that is communication with, with our spouse. There are so many ways to communicate. There's majors, you know, you can go to any university and, and there's a plethora of majors all about communication because it's difficult and there's so many ways to do it and you can get better and, and fine tune ways to communicate, but it is, it's so important. So to find what works for you. So, you know, sometimes Jesse has to remind me, it's okay to be spontaneous. You know, it's okay to do this. Yeah, that's great. But also I do need to know when that appointment is next week. So, you know, right. let's put that, just find a good, you know, a good balance. And I liked what you said too about, um, you know, if something doesn't get done, because that, that can really weigh on my heart. I think sometimes I get so action-focused, duty-focused. And I was remembering, I think it was Pope John the Twenty-Third, who at night would say, it's your church, Lord, I'm going to bed. Oh, that's amazing. I think that's who said it. I was just looking it up. Um, and he, just a great perspective that, you know, yeah, he was cooperating with God all day to do the things that he needed to do. Like you said, there are things you got to do. You've got to get them yeah. done and that's okay. But, you know, even every day is a time to reset, not just as the summer is coming to an end and winter comes or just different seasons in the church, you know, from Lent to Easter, but every day, you know, there's, it's a new, a new opportunity to reset and to just simply say, yeah, it's, it's your church Lord, or it's your ministry Lord, or this is like, I'm your daughter, Lord, I'm going to bed. Or our marriage is yours, Lord. Yes, exactly. Yeah. My, our marriage is yours. We're going to bed. <laughs> like you can take care of the rest. And just sort of like St. Joseph, just resting in the trust that you are God's and he's going to take care of it all. Yeah. Just that's another way of communicating. You know, our, our prayer life is communication too. And if we're struggling with that, that can really be challenging. I can tell if I'm really struggling in many ways. The first question I have to ask is, when was the last time I prayed? Because that's usually that's usually what was off kilter. Do you have any thoughts about that, Anne? 
Yeah, because I think in the summer, as we get a little bit lax with a number of different things, prayer, we could get a little lax with prayer, right? Yeah. I'm at the beach. I got up later than I usually do. Oh, well, now we got to get down. You know, we got to get save our, our spot on the deck or <laughs> our chairs yeah. on the beach or whatever. And, you know, we can kind of forget about God a little bit. So yeah. If your prayer has been lax, and I'm saying this to myself, uh, make a plan to kind of restart your relationship with God back to that communication. Just as I need to communicate with Keith and tell him where I'm at or what I need, I have to do the same thing with God. And so I would say if you're doing this reset, don't try to do too much or everything all at once. Right. I would say like, start with one thing. So maybe it is when you're sitting there with your first cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, I'm sitting at the <laughs> table, right? And just having that time, like have that cup of coffee with the Lord, mm. just be quiet, or maybe read a Psalm or something from the Bible. You know, it doesn't have to be this big, like, oh, I have to say an entire rosary or something that's really major, just kind of ease yourself back into it. Yes. The scripture that's coming to mind, which is often read at funerals in my area, but from Ecclesiastes, you know, there's a time to, to dance and a time to mourn and it's, you know, time to grow and a time to uproot the plant. And even just that, if that were, you know, if you're in a time right now where things you're struggling to figure out how all the pieces of your life are supposed to fit together, even just praying through that, you know, that scripture. Okay, Lord, when is the time for this? And when is the time for that? Just show me, reveal to me, help me set my calendar. And even you could literally get out your calendar and just let the Lord speak to you. Let him plan your day and your week and your month with you. And yeah, invite your your spouse into that and to say, okay, Lord, what do you, what do you want us to do? And just, yeah, invite him in. He's there. He's there. He's present. We just have to maybe, yeah, listen listen for what what he's saying in that way. That's right. And there's one thing I want to mention that you said just a few minutes ago that I think is so important for all of us just in our daily life and thinking about resetting after the summer. But I think particularly for this community, and that is that you don't have to wait till the change of a season or a particular time in your life, but that we can reset every day. Mm-hmm. And I I just love that. And I want the people in our community to really hear that and, and know that wherever, wherever we are on our path of infertility or loss or whatever's going on in our life, in our marriage, we can reset every single day. And I also love that you said, you know, lay out the calendar, invite God into that. And just, I mean, maybe just say, Lord, I need a reset help me to, to reset my life, my marriage, whatever it might be. Yes. His grace is new every morning. It is abundant and it is new and there's hope. And so listener, I just hope that, you know, we're, we're there right there with you. (laughs) I need a reset so badly. I'm going to be doing all these things that we're talking about. Maybe just one at a time, picking one that is maybe what I most need today and inviting the Lord into that and letting him yeah, redeem the time that, that he's given me. Let him love me where he wants. And uh, I pray that you're able to do that too. And it was so good to talk to you about resetting. And yeah. I'm looking forward to a reset. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, 
I just pray that we can come together and and allow God to uh, reset our ministry when we need it, reset our marriages when we need it, and our personal time. Uh, Amen. Yes. Well, listeners, we'll see you next time on the podcast and let us know what you're doing with Reset. See ya. Thank you so much for joining us for this Springs in the Desert podcast episode. We would be so grateful if you took a minute to rate and review us so that we can reach more listeners. Don't forget to check out our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram and go to our website, springsinthedesert.org, where you can sign up for our newsletter and community prayer list, read our blog, and register for virtual and in-person events. Most importantly, remember that God loves you so much and so do we.